we'll take that time. Um, in, my, um, in my learning to do a little cooking, uh, I tried to uh, do some chicken wings in a crock pot. And I put uh, the chicken wings in the crock pot, put just a little water in it, and this package of, of uh, what was it? Yeah, some kind of, yeah, some kind of soup mix. I forgot what it was. I was going by the instructions, and I poured it in there, and I turned the crock pot on. Came back in an hour and looked at the crock pot and didn't look like nothing was happening. And I came back another an hour, looked in it, a little change, but not much. Make a long story short. Took it about six hours. Six or seven hours to get them chicken wings real nice, soft and flavored, and change color and absorb the seasoning and the whole nine yards. And I learned something. God has all of us in a crock pot. Some of us come out too soon. So I'm learning to take my time and give the word as he give it to us and don't send you to sleep, but preach to you enough that you at least hear and do the word. Amen? Amen. Well, we left off, we left off, we left off last time, come out of um, um, Matthew, didn't we? Uh, I believe we came out of the what, 13th chapter. Oh, you guys are trying to be like Jesus this year. And the 20, what, second verse, 22nd verse, right? Uh, what does that say? Read that. Those of you that got Bibles and all that good stuff, read that Matthew 13th chapter, the 22nd verse. Now, we covered the first half of that, and I left off with 22b, the second half of that verse. But uh, I, I told you that Luke had a better, had a better clarity of what that means of the second half of the 22nd verse, because Jesus is dealing with a parable of things that cause us not to be like him. And there's a lot of stuff that causes us to not to be like him. All right. And one of the dangers of not being like Christ is that you get comfortable in not being like Christ and yet carry the name. Now, when you're not trying to be like Christ and still carry the name, the world call it a knockoff. And a knockoff is something that looks like. Y'all not talking to me? That looks like the real thing. <laughs> but what? Y'all y'all ain't going to work with me this year, are you? Okay. Okay. And so Jesus is trying to help us to be like him. So he's telling us about things in our lives that hinder us from being like him. Okay. So in this second. In the second half of, um, of uh, the uh, 22nd verse is, is where I, I left off. And um, I want to talk about uh, deception. 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 Being deceived. Deception. How many of y'all have done that at least once in your life? 
You know what I come to find out? And you know me and people and relationships, right? Because no matter what you say or do, everything you do is about relationships. Everything you do is about relationships. Unless you want to live alone by yourself. It's about relationships. Marriage messes a lot of people up because you start off with deception. You're not really what you... Y'all not talking to me. See, even though I'm talking about you, you know it. Say so. At least say ouch. Because all of us have deceived and been deceived. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, in, in Matthew, it talks about, in the 22nd verse B, the second half, it talks about deception. Am I right? Now, deception sometimes is translated as deceitfulness. Deceitfulness, which means deception. But Matthew talks about this, and Luke talks about this, uh, being uh, deceived of wealth. Now, wealth is an abundance of things. Uh, here again, I, um, um, you know, which is called riches, abundance of things, which is called riches. Matthew speaks of it. Luke talks about it. Because Luke says in 8 and 14, he says, some of us get messed up with the cares, the riches, and the pleasures. So I'm right there with that riches and being deceived. Uh, we get caught up with the wealth, uh, abundance of things. And um, uh, we are... We are wealthy in a lot of areas. Not in every area, but in a lot of areas. Um, I, I love to uh, think about uh, the times that my wife was living, how she was wealthy with uh, shoes. And some of y'all will come over and say, oh, I like them pair of shoes. She said, here. Uh, some of us are wealthy with clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me get it quiet. Okay. Some of us men are wealthy with tools. Uh, 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 am I getting somewhere now? Uh, uh, some of us men are wealthy with too much sports. See, abundance of things is in a lot of categories. And here, uh, Matthew talks about being deceived. And Luke talks about being deceived on the line of riches. If you, if you take that time to read Luke, uh, the eighth chapter, in the 14th verse, he mentions riches where... Uh, Matthew says be deceived. Now here's where it's important for Christ-like people to study because just to read the word and not understand it is a hindrance too. It keeps you from being Christ-like because of what lack of understanding. And digging into the word of God is so important that I believe we are getting so much into not doing. We are satisfied with hearing the preacher preach, getting us emotionally, which is okay, exciting, but yet we go home with lack of understanding. Therefore, when Satan comes, you have not a way to understand what he is doing to you, so you are deceived. Oh, I wish I had a friend, church. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, 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 Luke talks about this, and in most cases, 
when you talk about riches, you're talking about people who are pretty much well off. Wouldn't you agree? Um, well, um, people who are well off have a whole lot of things. I, I watch the, the rich and the famous. And, uh, and, and rich and famous is not just in L.A. It's on every level. It's on, you know, every level. You, know, you could be rich and famous in, in, in a poor neighborhood. You, uh, uh, I used to call it the upper class of the poor neighborhood. Uh, you could be rich and famous, have a lot of things compared to what? Oh, right, right, right. Well, you're with me so far. And so when Luke brings it more clearly, he says riches. And Matthew says deceitfulness. We can put it together and say how wealth can deceive us, hinder us from being all that God wants us to be. What good are you to God when you all broke down, busted, and disgusted? Do you really think that glorifies God in that state? Why do we wait to get into that state in order to claim all the goodness of God when we were doing well when we were doing good, when we had a job, when everything was going right, we wouldn't even mention the word of God, let alone to be in church. I watch people a lot of times when they broken, disgusted, they at church every day, even days that we ain't open, they here. I watch them on Sunday mornings, they shout louder than anyone else. And as soon as God starts blessing them, give them a little money. Give them a little relationship. We can't even find you because you out there with the rich and the famous. All righty, all righty, all righty, all righty. Now, we know that, and, and, and I want to say, say this, I want to say this. I am not knocking being rich. Oh, don't misunderstand where we're getting ready to go. Everybody ought to be rich. Everybody ought to have an abundance of things. Don't get me wrong. God, Jesus does not have a dislike for rich people. He loves rich people. He wants us to be rich. Have abundance of wealth. Don't misunderstand it. But what you do with it when you get it. See, when you didn't have no money, you wasn't going all over the world. Far as you went with Clovers and back home. <laughs> now that you got a little money, you, you, you see, Jesus has a problem with that because now look what you're doing. You don't have time for him because you're busy seeing the world. Or else, or else you busy buying up all the latest clothes to come out. Uh, 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 Michael Kors. Did I say his name right? Yeah, my MC. Oh, it's K. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I heard a young lady. I just, I, I, cause I don't know who he is. I thought it was C. I mean, I didn't know K. M K. M K. The young girl ain't out of high school. She told me she want a MC bag. And I asked her. Oh, M K. Oh, well, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just translate. Just translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have them look it up on on on, on Google. The doggone bag cost two hundred dollars, and she in high school can't even afford jewelry. Oh my, want an M what MK bag? But okay, uh, um, uh, um, now we know that Jesus did have a concern about being rich. He didn't have anything against it. He had a concern about being rich and how it hinders. That's the point. 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 How it hinders you from being all that you're supposed to be in Jesus Christ. It hinders you. And in some cases, if you don't check it, it will stop you from being like Christ. Now, Jesus in his day, uh, um, 
dealt with people that were rich, and he gave a lot of warnings about this hindrance. He warned against being rich. He didn't tell you don't be rich. He just warned you to be cautious about being rich. Now listen what Jesus says. I tell you the truth. It is hard for a rich man to enter the relationship of Christ. When you see this word kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, it's all the same. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God is the same thing because God is heaven and heaven is God. And when you're talking about kingdom, you're talking about relationships. So he's saying it's hard for you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's hard to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ when you're rich. That's, that's Matthew 19, the 19th chapter and the 23rd verse. It, it's hard for that to happen. He just warns you. Say, it's, 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 just, it's just hard. Look what he says. He says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom or the relationship with God. That's Mark, the 10th chapter, the 25th verse. Now, don't misunderstand that because anybody should know that a camel cannot go through a needle that we use the soul with. That's where just a little intellect comes into play here. There was a gate back there then that was called the eye of the needle. And the gate was so low, it was so low, the eye of the needle gate was so low, it was very hard for a camel to get through. In order for a camel to get through, the camel had to be all on its knees and just kind of pushing its way through if it was going to, and depending on how big the hump. May not make it at all. I wish I had a witness. And he said he used that example to let us know how hard it is for rich to get through with a relationship with God. Now, don't stop right there. On one occasion, a rich man uh, turned away from Jesus. You don't know him, do you? Because he comes up to Jesus and says, look here, man, I done, I done, done all the commandments. I went to church on Sunday. I went to Bible study. I treated everybody right that I, I believe it did. I stayed up on all the commandments. I've done all of that. I've done everything that uh, you asked me to do. Now, what can I do? In other words, he was saying, what can I do at this point that makes it any better for me? Now, what else I do? In other words, he was saying, man, look here. I'm, 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 I'm just about where you want me to be. Now, what is left for me? Huh? Don't you know some church folk like that? You know, they done done everything, been everywhere, have everything. They they just as almost perfect as, so what else do you want me to do? Now look what Jesus tells them. Jesus says, now sell everything you got. Give up everything you got. And not only give it up, give it to the poor. Now, that's Luke 18, 23. Give it to the poor. Give up everything you got and give it. <laughs> you know what? One of the things, one of the things that I keep warning people, don't, don't, don't want, you don't want to get close to God. You don't want that. Because the closer you get to God, the more you see a lot of problems with not only yourself but with others. 
Now, now, now watch this. Uh, 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 it's like today. We are doing so well. And we ask God, what else can I do? I go to church on Sundays. I go to my job. I'm being promoted. I got a nice house. I got a nice car. And everything is just, is just fine. What else is it for me to do? You'd be scared to death if he asked you to be a missionary. To give up everything you have and now go and serve those who don't have. And this young man looked at what he had. Looked at Jesus. Looked at what he had. Looked at Jesus. Looked at what he had. Looked at Jesus. And he just walked away with his head down. Because he could not do what he thought was the only thing left for him to do. Which I wish I had time to really talk about that. Because he really did not do all that he should have been doing. Yet in his mind. Compared to what? In his mind. He felt he was doing everything. Just like a lot of folk come to me with excuses. That's why I don't listen to excuses too much. Well, pastor. I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing the other on my job. I'm doing this and that and the other stuff at home. I'm doing this and that. What you want me to do? Ask me to come to Bible study. Oh. Well, is that really the problem? That you're doing all of this and that? That you can't give God time to study the Bible? Yeah, you turn your head down and walk away and sorrow. Because, yeah, you got too much time over there. You spend a lot of time over there, but the more weighty matter you're not dealing with. Because what is good is you having all of these things and your spiritual man is suffering. A lot of us are poor spiritually and wealthy with things. Okay, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to be like Jesus this year. Now, now, now if this was true in Jesus' days of, of wealth being an issue, uh, then um, um, I, I want you to take a look at something here. Uh, how much true is it today for us? If wealth was a problem back there then, how much more true is that right now in our day? Hmm? And our riches are like weeds that grow in our garden and choke the word of God. All right, all right, all right hold on, coach, because I got, I, I, I got to, I got to, we, we, when we didn't have a car, then we probably spent a little more time with, with God, didn't we? Because we had a whole lot of time, and then once we got the car, and we on the go now. Uh, it kind of chokes us with the word because we got some other stuff to do. Uh, uh, okay, all, all, all right, all right. This just she. This ain't the TV evangelist that gets you to hollering and slapping five and and, and and all that good stuff. I mean, it's not bad, you know. But uh, what kind of condition are you in when you leave the place? I mean, just like when you 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 were staying with somebody. Now that you got the job and now that you got the car, uh, you're able to buy your house. Now, you're not doing Bible study in the house. You, 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 you having your weekend parties now. Uh, just like you're not going to have a Bible study around here in February when the Super Bowl going. 
you, you, you're going to have your Super Bowl party. You're not going to come to church. You're going to be out there shopping for your last minute party items. So that you can party on Sunday. Now that you got a house. So you can show off your wealth. And, and, and then guess what? You're going to clean up after the party, which you won't even come to church and clean up. Well, if you don't clean up your own house, when who cleans up your house after the Super Bowl party? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm trying to be like Jesus this year. Now that you got, now that you got a job and you got your house, you know, you got to do a little more recreation more than what other folk do because just have the Super Bowl party ain't going to do it much. You got to go out to your garage and show off your boat. So what you do on Sundays, well, I don't have time on Sundays because I'm going off, I'm going out on the lake so I can drive my. Riches are like weeds that slowly grow and choke the word out. No, 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 look, look, look here, look here, look here, look here, look here, look here. Did you look at your bank account? Did you look at your bank account? How, how, how many? How many you? How many you looked at your four hundred one? See, ain't nobody gonna show up. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna show no evidence of nothing now, cause see, we 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 talking about riches. I'm not I'm not talking against it. I'm simply how much? How many of us? Check it on our 401. How many is checking on our investments? I, I, I know you are because they just sent a warning out talking about how interest rate is wrong. Now that only that only concerns people who got what? Poor folk don't care nothing about no interest rate going up and down. <laughs> now that we got a 401k, now we got gadgets. We got gadgets. We got gadgets for everything now. Bluetooth, or had to do is speak to. And what that chick's name, I've been thinking about getting her. That right, that right, Siri. Uh, now you got the other one, don't you? You got competition. You got competition against gadgets now. Huh? You got smart TV. All they had to do is talk to them. Channel 5. Don't have to get up. Am I talking to you? You got your card now and it looks out for everything. Look on the side for you. Look in the front. Look in the back. And see, you don't want that old car you started off with. Now you got to have this new one because it talks to you. It looks for you and everything else. See, we get all these things and it, it becomes like weeds and thorns that slowly grow up and begin to choke the word. Here's some wisdom. Here's some wisdom. And I'm giving you wisdom that I know. I know this. I know this. Riches do not choke a person all at one time. Not at all. It is a gradual process. Like weeds in a garden, slowly grow, keep growing, keep growing. The next thing you know, if you don't get them weeds out, it has covered your whole garden along with what the fruit that you're trying to do. All right. It's gradual.
gradually takes over. It doesn't come all at one time. And I watch so many wealthy people that start off not so wealthy, get caught up in the riches slowly. It takes them over. And by the time they realize all of the good stuff that God has given them been choked out. A lot of times it's what? Too late. Too late. Too late. It slowly strangles a person. Again, I'm not talking against riches. Jesus warns you about the riches. You got to keep a check on it and what it does to you spiritually. Spiritually what it does to you. Because it can take you from Christ instead of bringing you closer to him. <clears throat> Great possessions um, is a desire of most people. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I like playing the Mega Million and Powerball and Fantasy Five. Uh, um, Satan uh, is good at that. Uh, 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 Satan is good at that because I was starting out with uh, uh, Mega Million and Powerball. Now, now they went up. They went up. They went up. And, and, and you know what? I didn't even say a word. I said, "Well, you know." Just the way it is. Now, but but now watch this. Uh, 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 just let the church ask you to go up on your pennies and dimes and pay tithe. Then you go you gonna pitch a total tent. But with Mega Million, well, that's just the way it is. It takes something to get something. So the cashier says, "Well." Since you paying two dollars on Powerball, two dollars on Mega Million, you might well go ahead and give me that one dollar and play Fantasy Five. Oh. And I looked at him. I said, "That makes sense." <laughs> so that watch this. So now, brother Enos, I'm up to five dollars on playing. Y'all ain't hearing me, are you? The gradual. The gradual. No, just go up one more dollar. Why just get one dollar back? Because Satan didn't take say the same thing. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm watching him. I'm watching. No, watch this. Watch this. Be careful how you have a need to provide for yourself. Be careful because we look to riches and things like that to provide for ourselves. When you are older, it's good to be able, listen to what I'm saying. When you are older, it's good to be able to really to catch up on all of the spiritual losses when you were younger. But I'm going to tell you, that don't happen. I tell the young folks, you get all the spiritual truths and understanding why you're young. So when you get older, whether you're rich or poor, you will have what it takes to sustain your life. Paul says that I've learned how to live when I have much and when I have little. And we got to learn to learn how to live when we have little. And providing for yourself means what? Does it mean abundance? I don't have a problem with abundance. I don't have a problem with abundance. Now that my, now that my wife is gone, and now that my wife is gone, I'm in the house, I'm in the house, by myself, basically, I got somebody in there that uh, hopefully believe it. 
hopefully be leaving, and, and they were asking me, and somebody else, I mean, well, why? I said, well, number one, you know, when you have people staying with you, after a while, they get comfortable. And they start assuming and using what's not theirs. And then when you address them on it, they try to act like, what's your problem? And see, when that happens, it's really time for them to what? And now the problem with that is since they've been comfortable, they don't want to go nowhere. And I, and I leave it right there because sometimes you got to take it to the law. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know sometimes you got to evict, you know, people who stay with you. And it's your house. Don't wait till you're older to get the spiritual understanding with uh, Christ is teaching us about having wealth. Learn how to deal with wealth when you're young. And as you grow into wealth, learn how to do it because it can deceive you. That's what's wrong with a lot of these young folks that's getting rich quick. They are deceived and thinking that because they have a lot of things, that placed them above the morals and the ethics of God. And you can't do that. You got to understand those things are there to only help you to be more godly. Not worse. I wish I had a witness. Jesus warned against uh, warned against uh, in, 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 in gaining a lot of wealth. He warns us about gaining a lot of wealth. Have you noticed there's a lot of things in the Bible that Jesus talks against? If you study the Bible, he talks against a whole lot of stuff. And, and, and if we don't be aware of it and get the spiritual truths right, we'll find ourselves slipping into deception because we were ignorant on our own of not learning what God requires from us. That's why I keep pushing Bible study because you got to know you got to know that your mom and daddy done what they had to do, but it's on you Amen. to know and to learn the word of God so you can walk right and be right. Amen. Now, 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 now listen to me because Jesus warns against storing up a lot of wealth. Now, now, see, see, we got it. We got it. Here again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking against wealth. Please don't make a misunderstanding. I'm not talking against you storing up all this stuff. What he's talking about is how it bothers your relationship. When your stuff becomes first, then Jesus got a problem with it. Pastor, how do I know that my stuff comes first? Well, then when God calls you and have needs of you, what do you tell him? Oh, I got my job. I got to go see my financial planner because my, 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 my money's going down. I'm shopping for a car on Sunday. Now, let me tell you why I keep pushing, at least on Sunday. See, somewhere during your week, you ought to have a Sunday. Where, watch this. That where you giving God some time. And not just by yourself, because the Bible says failure to not to assemble yourself together. Why do you need to come together as a unit? Because God works among two and three that is gathered. Now, why does he work between two and three together? Because God can move his gifts through us. None of us have all the gifts. God may want to say something to you that you can't hear and someone standing right next to you, thus says the Lord. Be careful about your bedroom worship. Because you can get fooled listening to yourself, believing yourself with no correction but yourself. 
can stay home and, and, and <laughs> yeah, you sure can. Look who's next to you. Jesus warned against us storing up. He talks about a man who had a field that produced so much good crop. You don't know nothing about this story. He had so much. He said to himself, you know, I got so much stuff here. <laughs> you know what I'll do? <clears throat> uh, I'm going to leave Bankhead. Because I've got expensive cars out here in, the, in this neighborhood off of Bankhead. These little small houses now, I'm going to fix my house up. I got the latest stuff on my house. I got the... You know, I got this Bentley parked in this little house out here, Bankhead. You know, I, I'm wearing minks. You know, guys got minks too, right? I, 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 I got too much stuff for here. Let me move up to Bucky. So let me just, you know, get rid of this so I can have more, be more, and look at more. He, Jesus talked about this right here. He said, this man who had such a, a good crop and his barn was filled up to the top, uh, he said to himself, I need a bigger one. And he didn't say nothing about what he had to hand it out and give it to other folk that didn't have. He said, no, I'm going to hold on to what I got, and I'm going to build a bigger one, because, you know, it just seems like everybody wants to be the number one. Well, everybody wants to be the top dog, don't they? Everybody wants to be the top dog. He, he said, let me build a bigger one. And, and he said this to himself, and, and watch this. This is what he said to himself. He says, uh, uh, you have plenty, I have plenty good things laid up for many years. Now it's time for me to take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Now, just the way he said to himself. In other words, he said, just have a good time now. I'm just going to have a good time. I got everything. I watch this all the time with these young folk now. And with some of these older folk, too, when they get rich quick. Now that they got everything, they done bought all of this stuff with their money. Now they say, I'm just going to party all the time. I have a good time, and I'm going I'm, I'm to move up to a bigger house and... Uh, I ain't going to help nobody. If they do help you, they want you to beg. Now watch this. Look what Jesus says to that. He says, you fools. Now the word fool simply means unbeliever. That's what the word fool means, unbeliever. When somebody calls you a fool, they're saying that you are, you're not a believer. Okay, now watch this, watch this. This very night, your life will be demanded. Then who will get what you have? Now that's Luke 12, 16 to 21. Jesus says, then who's going to have all that stuff you done stored up now in your new barn? Who's going to, see, see, all the wealth that I have when I die, who's going to get it? Because you can't take it with you. Now, I've been planning on trying to take all this stuff with me. I was planning on taking my house and taking my car, my lawnmower. Oh. <laughs> walk, walk into Wells Fargo and tell them, give me my money. Because I'm taking it with me. And hired some guys to figure out how how I can use that thing that went out there past Mars uh, to to take my stuff with it and take me to heaven. <laughs> now the problem with that is this: you don't know the day, you don't know the hour, 
You don't know when God's going to call. But Jesus said, he told the man, this day your life is called. Now, who's going to use all that stuff you got stored up for? But now, but now uh, 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 let, me give, let, me, let me give you a suggestion. And it's not anything new you already know. One of the worst things that you can do is to say to yourself when you have gotten a, a little stuff. Well, when I leave here, I ain't leaving nobody nothing. That, that, that is a plum food. Now, if you hear somebody say that, you need to try to help them or stay far from them. Because that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you leave a legacy for your children. I ain't giving my children nothing. I had to work hard for this. If I had to work hard for it, they're going to have to work hard for it. You fool. God says leave a legacy for them. At least give them a chance to do better than what you have done. Well, now they're going to have to work hard. What's wrong with you? Watch this. If you follow the Bible very carefully, everybody left a will for their family. Everybody ought to have a will of what to do with your stuff. I don't care if you only have a tab tablet and a pencil. Leave a will. If, it, if, if you don't want to get it the legal way, then write on a piece of paper, I leave such and such this pencil and this tablet. <laughs> and have somebody notarize it and put it somewhere So when they can see it, they say, well, well, they left me. Robert left me this pencil and paper. Ain't nobody else can get this. Leave your family what you have. Amen. Now, if you don't want to leave your family, then give to the church. Amen. Give to the church. Give it to the church. I don't care what you think you don't have. You got something to leave to your family or leave it to the church. Riches, 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 as you say, can be deceitful. It can deceive you thinking that you have everything that you need. And sometimes we spend too much time trying to get it versus the time we ought to spend and getting ourselves spiritually whole. I'm not ever going to slack up on talking about studying the word of God. Because you need to study the word of God for yourself. You need to know how to study the word of God for yourself. And you need to study the word of God with others. Because no one person have it all right. Riches. No, I, I, I said I said I'm gonna try to do a little better this year and not and not keeping you past brunch. I think they call that now what is it between between two two o'clock and want to say fold. They call it No, 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 no. Millennials got a new word for it. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Say it again. Leonard. Leonard now. You got you got you got brunch? Leonard? Yeah, yeah, see, y'all gotta stay up on this stuff. You got to understand why folk ain't at church. Letters between around two and four. Instead of brunch now, they go, well, let's have dinner. 
Because you know why? Brunch is becoming to be out of style. Because they stay up all night. And by the time they get home, it's brunch. But they still got to have something where we get together and eat. So it's called lunch. So now we're doing it. We, we, we might as well get ready uh, to war against them not coming to church at all on Sunday because they would let up brunch and then, then uh, let's have early dinner and then you got late dinner and then you got IHOP. So, so look what, what Jesus is saying in his parable. These are some of the things we talked about, the cares, the anxiety, the worries. And then he talks about the riches that hinders us from doing the things God has called us to do. Now, now even though we had some fun with that, let's get serious for a moment and examine ourselves and see what's hindering us from giving God our time, talents, and our finances. So are, are you too busy trying to trying to trying to provide for yourself that you can't give God first? And, and God says says to us through Christ Jesus, if you seek me first. Then I give you these these things. I give you these things. Now, 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 what's the problem with that? If our faith doesn't believe in God's word, then these things are going to have our faith. That no, I got to have these things, and then I think about you, Lord. But God says, no, seek me first, and then I give you these things. Now, watch this. Watch this, because. If you want to know where your where your true faith is, look at what you do. See, we can do the faith things with things that we already can do. That really don't take no faith. And the reason you're doing it because it don't take no faith, and you just do it. But now, to do the things that God asks you to do that you can't seem to do is going to take what? faith with no evidence no evidence now think of that then think about that now. because with no evidence means there's nothing there to prove that what you believe in God say he's going to do he's going to do which normally trips people up because even though they say I got faith they cannot do what God asked them to do because they can't see it which means you don't have faith now watch this your time that you give to the church is done by faith it's done by faith because when you say to yourself well my schedule is all all tight in the whole nine yards but 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 did not he say seek me first why should I seek God first well you say God I got all I, I, I got all this stuff going on I don't have time to go to church and you know what normally what God's gonna do he's gonna show you something somewhere that you're gonna have to sacrifice that you don't want to sacrifice in order to get his job done. So you're going to bow your head in sorrow. Yeah, Lord, I would do it, but what about your talent? What about your talent? Oh, man. You know, a lot of y'all got talent beyond this. You know, it's more than just singing. You know, it's when you're singing and everything, you're in front of everybody and, and you know, you know, American Idol and But, you know, everybody don't sing. But everybody got a talent that you can give the church. No matter how small it is, you can give the church. And if you're willing to give up some time to give to God, then the church can always use your talent, no matter what it is. Amen? Now, even your finances. Your finance is, 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 is faith. 
You believe what God says. You believe that he's going to provide, and you give. Now, what do we do? We have a budget. We list out everything that we need to have. And after we put money into our budget and everything we lay out, then we look at what's left over. And you say, well, no, I don't have enough for 10%, but this is what's left over, and this is what I give God. And most of the time, what you have left over is little to nothing. It's not a tenth. It's nowhere close to it. But then you say you have faith? No. Well, God says, let me show you what faith is. You give me right off the top that 10%. Don't look at them. Don't look at them bills. Don't look at that budget. Give it to me right off the top. And then watch me work. So if I make it personal for New Morning Light, when we begging y'all to pay tithes, you know that's simply saying you don't have the faith. That's plain and simple. You don't have the faith in God. Don't tell me I don't have faith in God. Well, like Jesus said, yeah, you doing all that other stuff because you're able to do it. Now give up what you got and follow me. And what you do, you drop your head in sorrow. Or else you won't say, well, I ain't, I, I ain't giving them all my money. But the church operates by what you give. And he, had, he tells you to have faith in him in order for you to give so he can bless you, so you can bless the church. And sometimes we get so worried about what the folk doing with the money. Didn't you not know that nobody can rob God? If, if you think somebody can rob God, then you you serving the wrong God. You, you at the wrong church. Am I talking to you? But don't you mean the pastor crooked? Yeah, but it, did you know the Bible said that God placed the pastor in there? So God knew he was crooked. What you talking about? Did you not know Jesus knew Judas was crooked? Did you not know that? Judas didn't surprise Jesus. But guess what? God uses everybody for a purpose and a reason. <laughs> I never told you to worry about the pastor or the church and all them other stuff. He said, give to my, give to my church so, so it can have, so it can do. Because God manages his church. You want to be like Jesus this year? You want to be like Jesus this year? Take a look at the hindrances that's going on in your life and keeping you from, from being all you're supposed to be here at New Morning Life. Because God got a lot of work for us in this community, a lot of things to do in this community. And he placed us here so that we could be a part of this community to help this community. And his church is to be a light in this community. We ain't trying to move from, from neighborhood to neighborhood. We ain't running from nothing. We're going to stay right here and be a, a light. Uh, 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 when I was coming up, when I was coming up in my home church, every fifth Sunday, every fifth Sunday, they have a fifth Sunday musical in the evening. Don't nobody have to tell me about church because I was born in church. But I was raised in iniquity. And they'll turn off the lights. The choir back there then used to march in. They used to march in. Had robes on. They used to march in. I talk about they started out. Made sure that everybody was swinging in the right way. Swinging in the right way. They'll turn off the lights and they'll light a candle as they were marching in together, all of them. And they made sure if one of them was off, they'll stop and look and make sure and get her up and get in line. And I wish we was like that today as Christians. When we see that we're off, we hurry up, get in line. But this is what always impressed me. They sung a song and said, 
hold up the light. Hold up the light. You can hold the light, not for yourself, but for Jesus. Hold the light for Jesus. Why don't we do that this year? Hold the light, because that light's not yours. It's the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Believe in the light that you hold up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how to give your life to Christ for those of you who don't know how and have the conviction in your heart to follow Christ. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. It's real simple. It's real simple. And if you if you say it from your heart, and it goes like this. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I feel that in my heart. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe what the Word said, that he died, that he rose, that he sits on the right hand of the Father with all power in his hand. And I want to commit my life to him. That's all, that's, that, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Now, if you said that with me, as I say that, you, you know what? You're saved. You're on the road. You started out right. Now, if you said that, why don't you just stand up? Just stand up. You don't have to come down. You just stand up. Just stand up. 